Pete Moore on Halo Talks NYC on location, San Diego, with two of my friends from Texas, Andrew Mentor and Tyler Nicholson. We are representing Fizmodo, and we're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about being an entrepreneur, getting to different levels of success, looking at distribution partners, and um, trying to make people awesome. So, Andrew, give us your background and, uh, and kick it off. Uh brief background is, uh, and I don't like to lead with this usually, is I'm an attorney by trade. Yeah, I saw it on your uh, resume. I wasn't going to bring it up until you did. So. Yeah, the, the, I, I took my this license. Is not, I'm not litigious right now. No, not at all. all right, cool. Well, I, my mom would not be happy with me if I didn't take the bar and say I was a lawyer. So There I, you go. There you go. I've had similar types of parents. We've <laughs> had those parents. Fair not enough. similar, but Fair my enough. parents same way. So I, <laughs> I, I, I do you know, pay them my 300 bucks a year and my 14, 15 hours of CLEs and keep up that license. But I, Oh really? Yes. So you can stay on the refrigerator door and in good graces with your, with your mother. Something like that. Wow. Yeah, makes her happy. Behind the story right here. Yeah. We could spend 20 minutes on that. <laughs> well, 20 years. No, but I, I went to, after grad school, I got the MBA and then went up to, um, to New York and did I banking. So I got really good at, at, um, PowerPoint. Yeah, for a too. couple of years. You want a PowerPoint? You, we could do like e-games. Yeah, something like that. Be so, like, slideshow. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> we'll chat after. Um, so I did. I spent about five years in New York uh, okay. doing iBanking and wasn't diplomatic enough to stick in that. You're at JP industry. Morgan. Yeah, I started at JP Morgan. Uh, we might have crossed paths there at some point. I was, I was there around that time. Okay. Yeah, 270 Park. Yeah, well, I was so, there before, like right when Chemical and uh, Chase merged. Okay. So I was probably so you, I probably I was a little before you I think, but not not much. Yeah, just a little before. Yeah. I was there with the JP Chase merger, right in the middle yeah, of that. Yeah, sure. So, um, anyway, so then fast forward, I uh, was in a, I started a company in the college health billing uh, and software business, and we were college health centers and athletic departments. Uh-huh. Learned my lesson. How did you get there? Uh, you know, I a friend of mine had a similar. I had a similar opportunity in there, more on a consulting basis. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, br- briefly, college health centers, m- most most kids have insurance through mom or dad, right. and it's required, and the college health centers don't accept insurance, so we got the providers in network and build. Nice. Good business model. Uh, wasn't the greatest business. First-time entrepreneur, made all the mistakes in the world, and so uh, n- not successful, but learned a hell of a lot. And... Uh, while I was there, I was on the board of TriggerPoint, okay, and uh, then went to TriggerPoint in Austin to be their CEO, and until the founder wanted to be CEO again. What would TriggerPoint Performance Therapy? So, what does that mean? Uh, that's the known for the foam roller. So, the, the yeah, grid okay. foam roller, the orange one that you'll see, gotcha. Uh, pretty much every single gym, gotcha. Okay. Uh, and at TriggerPoint, I met uh, four people work with four people that are now at TRX. So when we oh, okay. went to went to start Fizmodo, you know, once we got into a, an alpha stage, we we went to TRX and established that partnership. Gotcha. So it was about three years ago? Uh, we were, yeah. We, Fizmodo? Yeah. I, uh, the, the company was technically founded in 2014. I was, I'm not the founder, and they raised a little bit of capital, had a product that that really wasn't scalable and mm-hmm. it effectively stopped operating. So I I started there. We rebooted the company in early 2016, raised a little money, built uh, a product similar to what we have right now. Went to TRX in December 2016. Gotcha, gotcha. And how did you? Uh, how did Tyler get aligned here? And 
and then why don't we let him give his background on making sure everything works. Yeah, sure. So <laughs> my background, I'm a, I'm a human performance and uh, biomechanics guy. So I'm, um, I used to do a little bit of uh, boutique firm consulting, doing sales and, and marketing strategy, things like that. Was doing some healthcare work, got real frustrated with doing healthcare consulting because of how broken that is and mm -hmm. left and opened a facility. So oh, okay. I've uh, been in the fitness industry for about, about 10 years now, owned a facility for a little over eight. Um, in, in Dallas area? Yeah, in the Dallas area. What's it called? Uh, it's called CrossFit 214. Okay, sure. So it's a little, okay. little CrossFit gym. It's um, area code, by the way. Yeah. Anybody know? We got, we okay, keep going. We got to rep that. Uh, <laughs> so I've been, with, uh, been advising for Fismoto for a couple of years now. So saw the product in, in one of its early stages. Uh -huh. uh, and Andrew presented that to us. And uh, it was really promising. So kind of helped them uh, build it into what it is now and uh, started working with them more formally this year. So I've been with the company in my current role, had a product for a few months now and mm -hmm. um, really enjoying uh, what we're doing and the, the future looks pretty bright. Yeah, so just for people to, uh, you know, there's gonna be a link to the website, uh, you know, on the podcast here, so you can check out the site, but Andrew, why don't you talk about, you know, what the, the key features are and, and why you feel that this, you know, platform is really solving, helping people solve frustrations. Sure, so effectively, we have software that measures human movement. Um, I mean, if you look at movement screens, they're not new. Uh, FMS guys started, what, 20 years ago uh, and have done a heck of a job. There's more uh, movement screens out there. And, and some of the limitations that we're seeing with the movement screens are they take a long time. Mm -hmm. uh, they're subjective to some degree, and they require certified professionals to administer the screen. So right. what we wanted to do was address those issues by having a, a quick screen. So we, we have a 30-second screen. It's objective because we use an infrared camera with our proprietary joint detection software. Mm -hmm. We won't go into too many details there because we'll lose the listeners. And then we, um, so, it's, so it's objective. And not only do you not need anyone certified to give the screen, it's, it's fully automated. Mm -hmm. So I got the machine. What, what does it cost me as a club uh, on average to, you know, to get involved and in, uh, what's the pricing model? Yeah, we just we and then the returns for them we can talk about after. Yeah, of course. So it, for the upfront fee, it's it's seventy five hundred and then a, a license of ninety nine a month. Yeah, and that gives them the hardware and they can get set up and they can be ready to go once that arrives in in a day. Yeah, it's it's a it's a pretty simple setup, and um, you know they can be up and running within and, an hour. And uh, you know Tyler, from your standpoint, you're you're in the field, you're you're getting people activated. Um, what, what are you seeing is the, how are people using the tool? There's a lot of different ways you can use it. And so one thing we're seeing is from uh, kind of front desk engagement, people come in and whether they're prospective members or maybe just checking in the club for the day, um, you know, the, the system looks a little bit like a video game. It grabs people's attention. They want to okay. come in, they can scan, they can do that, you know, uh, you know, obviously in their training clothes on, ready to go. And it kind of facilitates conversations between prospective members and trainers allows them to kind of talk about how people are moving um, and and allow them to kind of improve that process. Um, you know, also from like a coaches and trainers standpoints, it gives us some really actionable, objective data on how people are moving. So like right. an, an FMS or a different scan like that is, those are great. They can go really in depth, but they take a ton of time, whereas we can run ours in less than 30 seconds and then have a direction to go for that training session or that, that athlete that day. Gotcha. So are you, are you seeing this... Um what is the, what, what, you know, Andrew, how do you feel the, um, the product adoption, 
process is and how do you as an entrepreneur, you know, basically say, I know it makes sense. I know everybody should be doing it. However, there's a process and I, you know, I need patience and it takes several years getting in front of people to, to you know, have this become implemented and, and ubiquitous. So how do, how do you think about it as being an entrepreneur saying, like, I want something done yesterday to being re- to realize that the market's got to get educated. I got to get wins. I got to get more installations. I got to get them talking about how it's helping their business. And how do you kind of personally like sleep at night knowing that like it's not it's not what you want it to be ever, right? You're always a day. It's always a day behind schedule. As far as I'm concerned, that's kind of how I, I operate, and it gets me anxious. And I want to do something, but at the same time, like I can't educate everybody. I can't make them cut a check and say this is really good for you. So how do you kind of personally manage through that, and also keep people on your team motivated to understand that like we're running a marathon? Uh, yeah, great question. Uh, one thing that. I think is, is great to highlight is that we've started in the gym space mm-hmm. for a reason and we were very fortunate to partner with TRX, obviously a terrific brand. But I know the wrong thing to say to potential investors is we can hit every market, but we can hit every market. And we look at the ROI for the various markets, as Tyler alluded to, uh, gyms look at this as a, as a means to attract members and retain members and also increase personal training, right. uh, personal training business. What's what's also beneficial about the the gym space is that movement's not new to them. So the education piece isn't isn't something that we have to spend a lot of time on. They just want it a little more efficiently. So it, it's fortunate that they have that movement screening experience. We're just trying to make it a little better for them. Got it. And then what are people doing once you get the scan? And then now I've got some. Now I've got data. You know, they hand that off, or that's being picked up by the personal trainer, group exercise instructor, you know, what's the next step to being, okay, look, here's the data now, here's what we're gonna do with it. But wait, here's what we learned. Yeah, so so once someone goes through the screen, there's an, there's an app where they could uh, just use a QR code and mm-hmm. that drives all the information to an admin portal so the gym can use it to, you know, as a lead generation Got it. and tracking. But also for, for personal training sessions, we could say, hey, Pete, um, you know, you scored a, a 57 on the last time with mobility at X and uh, what, what's the total I can score you can score 100 so I don't know why you had to pick 57 for well, well we're using Z scoring so 50 is average I think you look movement at probably 57? just above average I appreciate that I'm at 54 I, I didn't know that though yeah. we, okay, well fine. I'm glad you followed up I'll with take the question. a 57 I didn't mean to insult you no, no so. that's great now now everybody see by that little riff now people know it's up to 100 and like 57 is pretty good if you want to like give someone a compliment I guess yeah, yeah. for sure for sure <laughs> I, th- I think also just quickly on, on some of the other industries. So the gyms have a different ROI than others. Right. We're also working with with the military quite a bit. Mm-hmm. One of the problems in the military is deployability and readiness. Mm-hmm. So in the Army, there's 750,000 soldiers that are not deployable uh, f- for non-combat-related injuries. 750,000? 750, 750,000. That's in, wow. Which I is, never even come close to guessing yeah. it would be that number. And, and some of those are for, for non-musculoskeletal related issues, but, but 70, I think it's 75, 77% are, are related to musculoskeletal injuries, the vast majority of which can, are preventable. And that's, wow. you know, 575,000 soldiers. So what are those people, what are they doing? They're basically exempt from the field at that point? You know, until they're deployable. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, people come in young, uh, they may be fit, but they get beat up. 
Yeah, and they get sure. injured quickly. And so you. someone tears their ACL at age 19 and the military owns that for mm-hmm. life. So if you think about all the um, information, let's not use the word data, the, all, all the information and intelligence that, that's being built inside of the FISMOTO database. Now you're saying, okay, look, here's like the results and here's what the diagnosis is and here's the prevention. You know, over time, it almost comes up with like, a, you're creating like a, um, like a preventative like kit or almost like a, like a pathway. Uh, is that kind of where you, do you view like the, the benefit of like all this information is going to be like, okay, we're going to get it to the point where I know, I know what you're, I know you're 57, Pete. I got to get you to X. Here's how I'm actually going to get you there. And here's other people that have gotten from here to there because they've done this. It's like an ancestry.com. Like I want, I want to know. Sure. And then I can do something with it. Yeah. I mean, quickly and Tyler yeah. add on cause you're, you're more knowledgeable than I am, but, but, but briefly that's, this is a data play. Mm-hmm. I mean, I love selling kiosks and getting a license, but ultimately the, the value is in, is in the data. So where we want to get, and this will take probably 18 months, is we want to take the scans and we'll take your 57, let's use that. So we'll do research with, with sports teams, with the military, I got you. Track, their, track their scores over time and their injuries over time. And ultimately we get to a point that we say, if you have, and I'm just, just looking at shoulder for instance, if yeah. you have below a let's call it a 39 on shoulder, right. based on the research, you have, a, you have a, a greater chance to have a rotator cuff injury. Okay. And so once we can define uh, those scores, at which point you you're, have a greater proclivity to get a particular injury, that becomes extremely valuable because that, saw, that, that re- in- increases deployability for the military. If you look at our number one healthcare cost for employers, it, it's musculoskeletal. There's not. It's nine hundred billion dollars in musculoskeletal. What's the youngest cost. that somebody like where, where this data becomes accurate? Like obviously, if I'm growing, my nephew's eleven. So if if you do a scan on him today, like is that data going to change as he grows? I guess my question to you is this: as I was thinking about what you're saying, is like okay, if I have a proclivity to have a rotator cuff injury, maybe I shouldn't be a pitcher. Maybe I should know that when I'm sixteen. And maybe I should like focus on playing first base because I can. I know I can hit. I'm awesome at hitting, but I'm deciding between these positions. And if you said, "Hey, that score, like, there's nothing you can do about it," or like, the best you're ever going to get is to a 57, you're never going to make the major leagues. You know, no one else has a 57 that pitches. It seems like the data that you're sitting on could almost be like a uh, like a like a guidance counselor, if you will, of what your body's capable of doing. Yeah, I think to answer your question directly, it's a, it's immediately actionable because you know you take a look at youth sports, and uh, what what is the biggest difference between you know good athletes and elite athletes, and the difference between those two is the ability to train long term without an injury, and so you know if you have a kid that's growing, mm-hmm. it doesn't that doesn't exclude him from the fact that he needs solid biomechanics to stay healthy on the field, and so you know what we want as far as predictive side is like hey. You know, we need to fix this because you have an X percentage rate of injury here. But I think mm. if we even look further past that, you know, we see on the flip side, instead of young athletes, we start to kind of look towards older populations. There's lots of clinical data backing up the fact that as joint mobility decreases and as people lose their ability to move, all-cause mortality goes through the roof. And wow. so what we happen to have on our hands is a, is a really accurate life meter. Mm. We haven't put the data science behind that yet to prove that, but I think we've got a, a really 
uh, an interesting eye on the future on all the other things. Yes, musculoskeletal is immediate, and I think that's the first one that we're mm-hmm. going to get the data behind. But past that, we're going to find correlations between how people move and other conditions, diseases, et cetera. Yeah, it makes, that, that sound, well, it sounds, it sounds great what you're doing, but it also sounds very powerful that, you know, people are going to be armed with this kind of information and, you know, have a predictive path, you know, to make decisions. As you take a look at the next 18 months, why don't you just give people uh, who are listening here an understanding of how the TRX partnership works, what the benefits are to their club, how you're supporting that that partnership, and um, you know what the uh, you know what the benefits of, of being on the front end of this as a as an operator having this available. Yeah, so uh, TRX obviously a fantastic brand that's a, a movement company, so we give them the ability to actually measure movement. And do it and do it quickly. So, as a software company, we're really leveraging the brand and logistics of TRX, which is is great because they have that infrastructure, mm-hmm. and we can focus on the software, and and really focus on our core competency. And uh, from the TRX perspective, you know, I think a lot of these uh, different brands are looking for technology. And sure. it's tough. They're not technology companies. Right. So we're the technology company. They're the brand. And it's, it's a great combination. That's awesome. And Tyler, at, you know, as you're in the field and you're hearing, you know, some of the results of what people are, are getting from the, you know, some of these early tests and early deployments, uh, you know, what are you seeing? And, and, you know, what are some of the things you've heard in the market that you're like, wow, I didn't, I know what I'm doing. And I know this is awesome, but like, this is even like more amazing than I thought. Yeah, so I, I think the, the fitness industry is heading the direction of everybody. Everybody's talking movement quality, right? And so movement is the new thing and quality of movement. Are you moving well? Can your uh-huh. joints move well? And kind of the emphasis on recovery there. And I think what we're seeing is the, the MAP system is a great indicator of recovery. And so you've got people that are kind of measuring HRV and some other metrics that kind of tell how recovered people are. But what we see in facilities right now is people that are running a MAP scan on a regular basis, uh, you know, from workout to workout, they can tell like, what is my training schedule like? How is it affecting my quality of movement? And it's like, wow, I'm not as recovered as I thought I was. My movement quality isn't where it's at. And uh, they can get that answer in in 30 seconds where it used to take 20 minutes. That's something you're not going to do on a daily basis to judge recovery. Mm -hmm. And so as far as the recovery plays in the market, I think people are looking at biometrics. And I think the most important one is the one that we're measuring, which is movement. That's great. So um, before I leave, Andrew, give us a um, a quote or like, you know, a a mentorism that that you, you know, you say to your team a lot or some that guides you or some that somebody uh, mentioned to you that, that you like to live by? Well, I think I, I think, you know, one of our values at Fismoto is uh, one of the five is is fulfillment. And what we're doing has not been done before. Mm-hmm. We've built software, uh, our joint detection device. There are other joint detection devices out there for video games and so forth, and that's just it. They're built for video games and gestures. Yeah. And and there's not the accuracy. So we're, we've built a joint detection software using a neural network that's built specifically for biomechanics. And that's incredibly innovative. Mm-hmm. And the opportunity to be on, on the front end of that gets our guys excited. I mean, they come to work every day. And the hours that they put in is, is besides the fact we have a release that's coming out now, uh, they love it. Yeah, that's uh, awesome. Well, um, um, I'm glad we finally met in person. Congrats on the progress. Congrats on the, the TRX deal. Um, I think um, part of the, this podcast is for people to say, 
in two years from now, yeah, I, I've heard about this, you know, because it's going to take a while for, for the market to absorb that. This is a mission critical part of what they're doing and information that people should have. But um, I'm glad it starts now. I'm glad I met you guys. So now in the future, when I call you, you return my calls. Maybe I'll get above a 57 on a scan. And uh, if I need a, uh, a lawyer for any reason, I know I can still call you. And I appreciate that. So uh, I can help oh, you with the movement screen and the, the legal stuff. I'll stay away go. from. Yeah. So I'll just hit my I agree statement and then forward you a, uh, the receipt. All right. Congrats Perfect. on the progress, guys. Great to meet you. And, uh, you know, real appreciate everything you're doing. Thank, Thank you. you. Thanks, Rich.